0: Hey, welcome to The Centre Podcast. We're a church based in Dural, Sydney, who love Jesus and want to share the message of hope that he brings for all people. We pray that you're blessed by this word and that it reveals God's love for you in a new way. Enjoy.
1: Well, welcome to another week of banter. iPhone 2.5. 2.0. Murray, how was your weekend? I should ask a better question. What did we do last weekend? What did we do?
0: That's Uh, a very loaded question. Uh, Mitch, we did um, on Friday and Saturday, uh, Friday night and Saturday, present people training, Mm. which was awesome. What was was your one big takeaway from the present people training? Uh,
1: I've completely forgotten what its name was, but like those kind of kind words where you affirm a behavior and say that demonstrates. So... Say to affirm people. So, say if you see someone caring, you say, hey, Deborah, I really liked how you cared for Joy. Mm-hmm. It shows how kind-hearted you are. So yes, uh, it's like oh, that's a really great yeah 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 tool to use to affirm and like, yeah. what was it positive something I yeah mind, I forget like, it
0: called. was like D it was starting yeah. with a D but it was essentially a good affirmation. Yeah. uh says not only um, something that they did, mm-hmm. but what how it ties into their character. Yeah. So rather than just being like hey like. Good Mitch, job. you did a good sermon. Yeah. It's like, hey, Mitch, you did a really good sermon. Uh, it really showed your love for God. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Hyperth- like, I, hypothetical and also true example. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <thank> <laughs> but, but yeah. Should, should rephrase that because you were the one who preached. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hypothetical. I yeah. So. <laughs> 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 but yeah,
0: um, yeah. Already spoke about this like off mic, but loved. Um, well, uh, actually, loved is probably the wrong word. Found it incredibly um, true and striking what Steve said about how for us to convince um, a secular person mm. that Jesus died for their sins, we first have to convince them that they're a sinner. Yeah. That mm. maybe the um, atonement theory um, gospel mm. is not the most effective way to, uh, to, to to be the headline of the way we present the gospel yeah. today.
1: And so for those it's who don't know, like atonement. Yeah. Like theory, It's basically, you know, there's tracks which has like a picture of a cliff, a guy standing on a cliff and there's a cross in the middle. Like that's kind of that idea. So a lot of people here in Australia wouldn't see themselves as sinners. Anymore. Yeah, or bad people. Yeah. So, yeah. We had a brief chat about this this morning. It's like, I like the Ecclesiastes approach of like, hey, like you've got all this stuff in life, but isn't there something like a hole in your heart missing? And... Using prob- using the wisdom literature Yeah, as a bridge builder. So, yeah, it's really good. yeah,
0: it's interesting because um, we've spoken about this before, so I won't spend too much time mm. on it. But um, again, like the 3D gospel and how we mm. used to live in a guilt and innocence yeah. sort of paradigm, and now we live in a pleasure-pain paradigm, mm. which kind of complements what Ecclesiastes mm. is all about. That's saying all of that pleasure right all of that wealth and i don't know food and wine Mm. and you know beautiful people who are you know sexually attracted to you like Mm. whatever it is um that the world will tell you equals happiness Mm. ultimately has diminishing returns and what's really interesting then is the response is actually pain Mm. that we actually go into picking up our cross like that's the response which is pretty countercultural. cultural um, But I think the way that we see people respond to a Buddhist asceticism of denying the flesh mm. a bit um, doesn't necessarily suggest that this sort of new-aged people, spirituality, are necessarily repulsed by that idea. Mm. Hmm, that maybe it's more of an attractive idea. Mm. It's definitely a biblical idea in some yeah, capacity. Yeah. You know,
1: mm-hmm. a,
0: yeah, I don't know. I don't know it's yeah. a dangerous one to then get into some dualism <laughs> of denying the flesh flesh and spirit but yeah
1: uh, well I'd say it was a great weekend it was uh, yeah some yeah. really just helpful tools so you know we're hopefully going to run one every so often a <laughs> yeah. while maybe not yeah, every yeah. year but yeah. every yeah, yeah a while or two, maybe every two three years just yeah. sort of um, yeah give people something to look forward to and yeah like, no yeah, absolutely the type of stuff that you really probably should learn at Bible College yeah <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, you know, some practical tips yeah. on how to chat to people about Jesus. You'd think you you know, going to Bible college would teach you that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, this is the yeah, so mm. well worth the time. Yeah, our totally. Weekend. So that's our weekend. Yeah, it was yeah, our yeah. weekend. And yeah. how, how
0: was your uh, your weekend after uh, after yeah, present people?
1: It was alright. Rach right. had a wedding all Saturday, so sure. Yeah, that's why I had the kids here. It just they were great. great. Oh, they, they, did really well. they did really well. They <laughs> were here from like 9 till 5.30. Yeah. You know. it's, it's a work day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the remnants of the mess there. Yeah. <laughs> we it's all
0: vacuumed it up. It's yeah. nothing a Dyson card, yeah. fix. Yeah, no. It's all good. It's just some so, crumbs. Yeah. <laughs> so good.
1: good. But Murray, so we talked about iPhone 2.0.
0: Indeed, indeed, mm. the newest uh, upgrade in, <laughs> in, the, in the i i m phone universe. I was just
1: disappointed Steve Jobs Jr. didn't make it. Yeah, appearance. look,
0: I, I didn't know if another appearance of Steve Jobs Jr. would add anything to the sermon. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, maybe another time. There's it's, always another time. I've got him in my back account? pocket. I can't remember now. That? Did you wear the turtleneck? I did. did yeah, you? yeah, yes, yeah. I, I did. Yes. That. Yeah. No. I tried. I tried to create some unity between the mm. two weeks. So I don't that's know if. Mid- well, you didn't notice. I don't know if well, anyone. I'm pretty hopeless and, at noticing people's Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Full stop. That is one of my
1: strengths. So. <laughs> this is a good strength like my wife will be like I can't wear this dress at this wedding because I wore it here and blah 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 was there and I was like who's going to remember like oh she'll remember I'm like really like is this like a yeah. is this like a girl thing yeah I mean I don't think it is
0: a good skill I think it just burdens people right I
1: don't know I just say oh whatever I wear these pants and this shirt yeah. and there you yeah, go, yeah. done yeah. easy move yeah. on it's
0: so one of the joys of being male as it well. is true <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I
1: don't buy a new outfit every new event I go no, no but um Anyway, but iPhone 2.0. Mm. We looked at the word. Yeah. And yeah. Let's start off with the Murray Lambert paraphrase. <laughs> yeah, the MLP. I've
0: got it here. If you want me to read it yeah, again. I do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for so, well, why don't I read the original mm. first quickly? So Hebrews 4:12 NIV. "'For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, Mm -hmm. joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart.'" And then the sort of slightly contemporized version, the Murray Lambert paraphrase is For the word of God is alive and active, more powerful than any military grade rifle. It will shoot through your heart and blast out the back of your rib cage. It has laser point accuracy, able to, at the touch of a trigger, blow your brains out over the wall. <laughs> I may have embellished a bit in my, par- what, what in
1: my... That, uh, paraphrase.
0: What oh, inspired that paraphrase? Swords, in my mind, are cute. I I've, I've never I I've, I've never thought sword and like scary. Okay. Whenever whenever I've watched anything where a sword has been scary, it's been in an old, in in some universal world that isn't my own. It's it's fiction. It's oh. either, you know, like Lord of the Rings or I don't know. I mean, even like a Star Wars, they've got like laser swords. Yeah, like, true. You know, it's just, it's not actually, it doesn't instill fear in me mm. at all. And I think that there, well, fear isn't the only point of that passage, yeah. obviously. I think that there is, an un, there is an underlying essence of that for the original readers mm. of a sword.
1: Well, uh, there's a difference between a sword and a staff. Like a sure. sword is meant for killing yeah, like a staff. You know, we talk about law. You know, you have got staff. That you can use it as a weapon. Yeah, but it has an other function, like you know, helping. Swords don't really help. Unless you need to cut through something. Yeah, through like some jungle wouldn't. vines. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But, but like no. on the whole, like yeah, yeah, a sword is a weapon. It's right? a weapon. Yeah, it's like a gun. Like no, like yeah, a gun can be used for defense, but sure. like it's for killing. Like yeah, police don't draw a gun to shoot in the knee. No. They shoot to kill. Yeah, like yeah That's yeah. how they're trained. Yeah, yeah, You use a taser to, like, stun, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. that's the image of, Ro- like, when Paul's riffing off a yeah. Roman soldier. Yeah. That Ephesians 6 passage. Yeah, the mm-hmm. sword. Like, it's the image of, like, yeah, Roman soldiers, Roman soldiers carried those swords to kill people with. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <And laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's also Gentleman
0: kind of that. a sign of, like, authority, mm. right? Likewise with a gun. Mm. <laughs> like, you think cops, you think, like, army. Um,. Yeah, so Mm. I think likewise, swords had this connotation Mm. of like a Roman centurion, some form of powerful authority. Uh, And I think likewise, you know, I I don't know, I just don't think of that for me personally, um, if I'm just being real, Mm. when I think of a sword. Um, So yeah, I Mm. I just thought that maybe it could help. And and I think also, um, as I kind of said in my sermon, like if I if I saw somebody mm. with a, like brandishing a sword, I'd just be like, oh, like I'll just give that loony a bit of a wide berth. Mm. Right? And I think that's how a lot of people view Christians with the word. Like mm. they view it as this like sort of literal sword. That's like, oh, look, I'm not too like, whatever. I'll just give that person a wide berth. Mm. right?" Um,
1: yeah. Whereas I think like a, a rifle, <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't avoid that. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's it's, it's... going to get me. <laughs> yeah. And it's, Interesting too, because the next passage you spoke about was one Peter five eight, mm. and uh, like Satan prowling around like a roaring lion, mm. that image of yeah, a, a being that's quite destructive and mm. powerful. Mm. And so obviously tying those two, like Ephesians six and Hebrews four mm. twelve and one Peter five eight, it's this idea we are in a war totally, and the battle that we fight against is the sword which is the word of God yeah
0: uh, yeah well that like a Ephesians 6 kind of passage um, I, I think I kind of skipped past it in my sermon mm. but obviously it eventually gets to the sword of the spirit mm. of the word of God but uh, yeah it kind of starts with for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this dark world against the mm. spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly
1: realms mm. um, yeah it was interesting what you said with that cafe story and, yeah, I remember when you shared it to me, I was like, I need to pray over you mm. for that because it was pretty, like, yeah, yeah, strange and confronting. And it's just, like, interesting what you said. You felt powerless yeah. at that time. And totally. Yeah, I remember. I think I did share it at church, the time where I was, like, physically attacked, like, yeah. by some sort of demonic creature walking past a Hindu temple and just started reciting 1 John. Mm. And, like, the pressure just started to ease. Very strange... Mm. very very strange experience that one and Mm. yeah you tell people that they get they don't know what what category to put that in but that's part of spiritual warfare is that there's yeah spiritual beings out there demons that are seeking to destroy us and to devour us and so all you need yeah god's word and those promises to fight against that yeah it's interesting in the book of Acts. The sons of Shiva, they try to cast out the demon and the demon's like, hey, I know Paul, I know Jesus, I don't know you, and it gets, they get thrown out. And mm. it's like, yeah, like, this stuff isn't stuff to mess with and you got to know, like, mm. the sword that you've got, you're carrying in the sure. battle. And you're sorry, you can't do it on your own authority. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. No, totally. Fascinating. But um, the other thing too is... Um, you had this question, is like, do we believe we have power over the forces of darkness? Yeah. The question, do you want to unpack that? Yeah, well, I mean,
0: I think maybe even like a, a good first question is, do we really believe that there are dark forces that want to stop us reading our Bible, that want to stop us from praying, that want to stop us and our family from going to church on Sunday? Like, do we really believe that, that we're engaging in that battle? Um, Because I think, um, you know, to sort of embarrass him, I remember when I used to chat to Elijah, who obviously, you know, came from South Africa, had that sort of, um, you know, heritage of of a, you know, black African family. Um, It's a given that there's spiritual forces. Uh, And so the question isn't, Are there Is there a spiritual realm It's How do I You know What power Essentially do I follow What power do I You know Submit to in some ways Um Whereas Yeah I think in the west Like honestly One of the devil's Greatest tricks Is convincing people That he doesn't exist It's a Classic adage But I think it really is A Truth that You know If we are living Comfortable lives um, that, yeah, are uh, apathetic to the spiritual realm. Uh, really, we're right where Satan wants us. Damn. And I don't think that Satan is going to attack us. Because in a weird way, if we're living a life of spiritual apathy and we suddenly experience undeniable spiritual attack, it's probably going to be a bit of a slap in the mm. face and a wake up, right? Um, so I think a reason that a lot of people don't experience very um obvious spiritual attack is because it would probably almost be an encouragement for them like weirdly like in the way that in the long run it would wake them up to the reality of a spiritual warfare that is really raging Mm. um and yeah that's kind of like part of the reason why i shared that story like it's a weird Mm. story and it's not necessarily something that i would share with people who aren't christian uh in just any context Mm. um but yeah like it was kind of weird. Like people came up to me afterwards and they were like encouraged by that story, which I understand where they're coming from because it's encouraged to be reminded that what we believe in is real. (laughs) (laughs) And if what we believed in wasn't real, we wouldn't be spiritually attacked. Right. Um, So in that um, talking about power, uh, in the name of Jesus and that authority, um, I think that that's a great relief in some ways that mm. there's no perfect thing that we need to say, mm. that genuinely the name of Jesus, uh, the name of Yahweh, um, yeah, the 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 words of Scripture have power. Um, you know, I was just praying for someone the other day and... You know, you could feel as I was praying for them, as I spoke scripture, those moments had profound power mm. uh, in, in, in my prayer. And, you know, I think that the more that you lean into it, the more is going to be revealed. But mm. yeah, I mean, the sort of Luke ten seventeen to 20, the, you know, 72 return and say, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name um there is power in that for me personally um like a spiritual practice which i've found super helpful and i recognize that this isn't helpful for everybody cuz not everybody is comfortable or has been given the gift of tongues but oh. when i don't know what to pray like just praying in tongues mm. just even quietly under my breath um i was just walking around the other day our local area in North Kellyville and i noticed that there was a little kind of like statue above a door which I assume was a Hindu. It kind of looked like a Shiva face. Mm. Um, and I suddenly just felt this like weird heaviness over me. So I just started praying in tongues and, you know, it really quickly lifted off me. Mm. Um, so I think like that's a, a great encouragement for me that there are moments where you don't know what to say. And I think we should continue to be armed with the word of God. Mm. Uh, uh, but yeah, like praying, praying in Tongues praying just in the spirit, praying in Jesus' name, Mm. just saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's power in
1: these things, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that shows a spirit of discernment, sure. I think that that's something that you need to be plugged in to God to be aware of, yeah. And yeah, I think the more time you spend praying, the more aware of things like that you are. I remember something similar, it was in a like a two dollar shop once. Mm. We, We weren't even married, I was with Rach. I felt like really like spiritually sick. And I was like, oh, what? And I turned around. I was like, oh, that's why there's this big Buddha behind me. And I was I like, no. Oh. And so, yeah. And you know, it's like once you start being more tuned to the spiritual world, you're like, "Ah, oh, there's like forces of darkness that mm. yeah, that are around seeking to destroy things. Yeah. And tear down. Um, actually, you, when you were talking, you reminded me of a verse, which has meant a lot to me of late it comes from Second Timothy 1 mm. it says for God did not give us a spirit of fear mm. but of power yeah. and love yeah. and self-control that's and like it's interesting it's mm. power and it's like yeah mm. like there's a power in the name of the gospel and yeah, yeah Romans one sixteen. for I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power yeah. of God so good to salvation for all who believe and it's like yeah that's that's yeah there's power to it and I just wonder if we as Christians have sort of forgotten the power yeah of God and yeah I <clears> think <throat> like I've shared it a few times now but I keep reminding people two o'clock prayer time yeah a big like impetus for that was I was reading about <clears throat> I was really discouraged one night one Sunday night just about uh, you know Christianity's sort of <clears throat> flatlining and just so I started researching about revivals in Australia, and kind of encouraging/slash discouraging Christians have struggled with Australia. There's a quote from <clears throat> some pastor I found from the 1850s. Like, oh, the soil here is so hard. And so I was like, okay, it's been an ongoing problem. But despite that, there's been revivals. Maybe not like what happened in the ye old days, the Whitfield sort of Wesley eras. But yeah, there's revivals in this. Yeah, he's an Australian guy. I've forgotten his name now. Had recounted different revivals in these country towns. Mm-hmm. And the theme of it started with just prayer. Mm-hmm. Mark Sayer? might have been actually. Yeah, from yeah, Red it Church. was. Yeah, I remember yeah, him yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. this. Yeah. 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 Um, it was just a chapter, like from the book, yeah. that I had a freebie of. And yeah, I mean, it just struck me. I've said of all the revival stuff is <laughs> always just started with prayer, mm. like one or two people gathering. Yeah. And yeah, no, it's not it's not a magic bullet. It's not I A plus B equals C, but yeah. Prayer is always better than not praying. Yeah. And so mm. that's one of the things that I've noticed is has been we keep praying for open doors. Yeah. I keep seeing doors open. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, maybe there's not. A, f- a revival, like, yeah, but like uh, the fact that more people are open, there's been some constant conversations with yeah. staff and patrons. I'm like, wow, well, that's yeah. answered prayer! Like, we're kind of praying for this, yeah, expected to happen, like, yeah, and yeah. so, yeah, just that real reminder. And I just, I love that verse in 2 Timothy, yeah, not a spirit, not did not give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and mm. self control. It's like,
0: mm. it's good, yeah, yeah. yeah. so that. good. Yeah, no, that's like I think power. that there's <laughs> ultimately, you know, the conqueror of, of fear is, is power, mm. right? And um, yeah, I was really cool. I was actually talking to uh, another lady in our congregation after church, bit of an old lady. Uh, and she was pretty much saying, she goes, you know, my, my body's shot. <laughs> like I just, there's not much that I can do for the church. She goes, but I'm praying. I pray every day, you know, like I, I, I pray for you. I pray for Emily. I pray for George. I pray for Mitch. And I pray for his family and his kids. And, you know, like, I pray for this church.
1: I'm like, awesome.
0: I will yeah. 100% take that. Please keep on doing yeah. that. It's,
1: that's the like the engine room or the war room, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, there is. And I guess that's really like all, all about it is that we ultimately can't fight a spiritual battle with physical weapons. Mm. Um, yeah. It's yeah. One, one of the tensions I have here at the center is that yeah we're a church we also operate a business so it means you have to have like well some worldly smarts like you know you can't just be ignorant yep. so you got to understand you know basic accounting some basic business stuff totally you know some like leadership skills and that's important but yeah I, I see it's interesting in the west the church has probably leaned too far into the whole trying like yeah. And look, and leadership skills are important. Like, you got to know how to do Absolutely. things. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes I feel like a lot of the latest stuff that comes out, it's like, this is really leadership-y. It's like almost like a tinge of Christian Christian-ese a few verses just
0: like spliced in
1: there. Yeah, This yeah. and so I see it as like both. So I try to read like both sides. Like, okay, there's times where yeah. I need like the practical totally. skills. There's totally. times where, you, and yeah, and that's what I say. is like, uh, I could have all the fancy strategic plans and mm. vision statements I want, but it's mm. not powered by prayer. It's like... It's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, or well, it will just be shallow. <laughs>
0: just oh, be yeah, dude, one hundred percent. Yeah, mm. I think um, like that—that's sort of like an interesting thing that obviously mm. you know didn't want to uh, blow blow church out to t- two-hour service. <laughs> but like the um the, the passage, like in Ephesians six mm-hmm. seventeen, when Paul writes about this sword, mm. he doesn't say the sword of the word of God. He says the sword of the Spirit, which is mm. the word of God. So there's sort of all the all the Bible stuff that I said on Sunday. Yeah, that's true. Mm. <laughs> there is power in the word of God in the in the Bible. Um, but yeah, the sort of the spirit, I mean, you know, capital S is the way that the NIV has yeah. kind of done it. That's referring to the Holy Spirit. Yep. Um, that, yeah, the Holy Spirit, I suppose. It's kind of, I would say it's really this jewel thing mm. you know and I probably slightly misspoke to be honest on Sunday I said the word of God you know the sort of mm. the Bible is our only weapons like it's really it's it's the Bible and it's the Holy Spirit mm. right the advocate yeah um and I think that that is you know the that's that two-pronged attack that I sort of see mm. maybe that's why it's a double-edged sword yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um so I think all of these things you know the prayer the you know scriptures the name of Jesus, mm. the you know praying in tongues for those who are
1: a bit Pentecostal, <laughs> <laughs> um all of these things are powerful tools in spiritual mm. warfare. I wonder if the double-edged sword part, because when I think of double-edged sword, it's like you know it's got a positive. Oh, no, I could be misread. Like, mm. like yeah, I often think oh, it's a double-edged sword. You know, it's got a positive but a negative. I wonder if part of that is a, the double-edged sword nature of scriptures. Yeah, it's a weapon but also it's a weapon against us because there's things mm. in scripture which well I don't particularly like reading <laughs> there's a lot of things I'd like to do yeah. in my life which God forbids sure and um mm. one that's of them is forgiving enemies oh, Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, yeah like uh sure we're gonna we're gonna send out a survey this week about engagement and one of the questions it's about 26 questions in there is like have I forgiven someone I like and that, they, they see yeah. that as like the marker wow. of like a truth. And I was like, yeah, that's stuff in there. you like, can not meant to hold grudges. You're meant to be peacemaking. And yeah, that's stuff that's hard. And that's it's, why I say the, the, yeah. the two-edged, double-edged nature of Scripture is like, yeah, okay, yeah. we use it to fight against the evil one. Yeah. But also too, it's like, mm. it's like a mirror pointing back at us. Like, mm. okay, what are we doing in our lives? Yeah, I love that exegesis. I had I had a different thought. Yeah, cool.
0: Which was that um, scripture in the wrong hands can also be deadly.
1: Oh, that's also good that's too. The, like the yeah. double edge. So that mm. if you
0: abuse scripture, if you miss, mm. you know, sort of um, represent what the word is saying, and then use it for either your own gain or even mm. just for the, you know, sort of um, I don't know, discouragement or. I don't want to say abuse, although that could sometimes apply as well, but yeah, sort of the the pushing down of of certain people groups or whatever it is, right? Mm. Getting people to do things, which, um, yeah, feeling guilted to do certain things or whatever it is. I think mm. we can all use our imagination uh, and think yeah, of uh, how the word of God could be misused. Um, but yeah, the idea that, like any weapon, if mm. it's used in the wrong hands, you
1: know, it can... Yeah. Or oh, maybe released. it's just a way of just saying, you know, two-edged that swords are really sharp. That's the three exegetical versions. we you know, reading into some yeah. language.
0: Like I, I think they're all biblical in a broad yeah, yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah There's yeah.
1: certainly lots of value to all that. But... um. um Actually, I should have said this quote earlier, which mm. you put up with Graham Cole when we're talking about spiritual warfare, but I really, and really, really liked it. it really resonated with me. He says, Our espoused theology may say one thing, but our operational theology, our godly practices or lack of them, may say another. Jesus taught us the awareness of evil in the Lord's Prayer and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Mm. So, mm, that's, I like that. Our espoused versus our operational Theology yeah Like we say one thing but operationally we do something else. Totally. And I think that was cool about yeah, going back to your paraphrase is that yeah, okay, we need something to sort of shock us out of you like you read that, Oh yeah, the word of God is living neck to shove near to each sword. You're like, Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. That's nice. Totally. Yeah, you know pierces to the point dividing Mary's soul spirit joints you know all that and you're like oh yeah okay yeah. cool move on but like talking about totally. gun shooting three like oh geez like that's yeah 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 Horrific. that's sort of guess the image that the author of Hebrews is yeah get to us it's like this thing's cutting through you, man totally
0: that's yeah no, absolutely and I, yeah I mean I think I think that there's two ways that our espoused theology the sort of theology that we say that we believe in mm. doesn't mirror our operational theology I think that can happen for two reasons one is because we say something we're like kind of just paying lip service and we don't actually believe it I think the other one is we sort of um, we say one thing but we're not fully committed to it Mm. So, like, if push came to shove, again, we're talking about guns a lot in this episode, yeah. gun to your head, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. like, you, like, no, like, I do, like, I do believe that. Mm. In the same way that, you know, I really believe that I should look after my body. Like, yeah, I don't think anybody is, like, mm-hmm. actively going out, or well, very few people are going mm-hmm. out to actively cause destruction to their bodies, right? Yeah. Most people, on average, are trying to, mm. you know, hey, if I look after my body, I'll live longer, yeah. I'll, I'll live a better life. But that doesn't stop us from, you know... Baffing down cheeseburgers yeah. and you know all that smoking yeah. and all that stuff staying up way too late having 10 red bulls so i think that there's like there's two parts there. i think there's some people who don't actually believe it and they're just mm. kind of paying the loop service um yeah to those people like that, that that's a whole other thing you know yeah. that's that's a that's a real issue that um yeah is probably addressed for another episode yeah. of banter but i think for those people who sort of Believe it, but have maybe you know gotten a bit tired and weary, and apathetic. I mm. think like that's who this sermon was more targeted at. Yeah. Um, and I think that ultimately, yeah, like how can we wake up <laughs> from the comatose state yeah. of our spiritual walks?
1: Yeah, it's, um, I said it in church once, but I'll say it again. Larry Crabb talks from a like a psychologist's point of view, counselling point of view, is that all behaviour is motivated. He mm. said even unmotivated. Like people, they're just motivated to be unmotivated. So, yeah, it's like looking at your behaviours, there's an underlying motivation behind that. And so, yeah, many churches um, in the church consultancy training I've done, they will go, oh, we value prayer, we value this. And it's like, well, how does that look? It's like, so actually your value isn't prayer, it's an aspiration. (laughs) I value the
0: idea of prayer. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, like, you know,
1: we (laughs) want to be... We're a missional church. It's like, well, when's the last time someone got saved? <laughs> uh yeah, twenty years ago. Yeah. Like so then clearly not like, like a
0: Mission Impossible marath- movie Marathon. <laughs>
1: you really love that? Yeah, that's like that's that's an aspiration of a, You yeah. would like to be that, but really your behavior your behavior yeah. demonstrates what's your true value. Yeah. And that's what I see with this Graham Cole quote. And mm. like, it shifting that's hard. it's like yeah. The exercise analogy is a good one. Mm. Most people say, Oh, yeah, I need to get into shape. And it's like, Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. And like, You look. Can know something, but that doesn't mean Jack. Yeah. And I, l- look.
0: i i I say this knowing your previous training (laughs) but i feel like sometimes like pts can enable people to not exercise because they go oh i just i wouldn't even know where to start it's like dude like just go for a jog do some push-ups do some sit-ups like like just like eat a carrot like it's (laughs) It's something you know how to get started really
1: like it doesn't take rocket science to (laughs) No, there isn't and um there's a look he's pretty crude guy because he was a Green Beret but Dave Goggins mm. he's, he's called the fittest man alive and he has these, oh, uh, although, although
0: you'll quickly catch it up bitch. oh dude
1: nah not Goggins he's nuts he did um, a 100 mile run with no training and he was peeing blood and still kept going yeah, like, sounds
0: yeah, like he'd yeah, be fun at a party yeah anyway,
1: <laughs> he, he said he said, like he, said he goes i get all these emails he's really like yeah. rough around i get all these emails from guys saying I don't know what I've eaten he goes put on some shoes Go out for a walk, man. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Just yeah. do it. Stay Stop. hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's his catchphrases. Stay hard. Stay hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you should sorry. do inspirational
0: talks to young teenage girls. Um, yeah. I um, One thing that I kind of wanted to get into a bit was sort of the Bible project. Yes. Because uh, one thing I sort of... I saw of your email this morning. have a um, big, uh, you know, uh, I, I suppose... Yes, one thing I didn't mention was this Mm -hmm. idea that The Bible Project can be a great shovel (laughs) to Mm. help you dig a little deeper
1: uh, in in that kind of stuff. Um, So uh, you sent an email out today. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably really helpful to
0: mention. It was kind of a little bit of a Mm. early pastor's desk before the usual Mm. Friday one this week of all of these resources that I've mentioned over the past two Mm. weeks. Um, I want to ask you a bit of a question Mm. with the obvious preface that you are a huge fan of The Mm. Bible Project. What are the traps of over-intellectualizing
1: our faith um, when we go yeah. deeper in, in study? This is my problem, is that you can become a little bit detached from, start to read the Bible like from a intellectual point of view, not uh, devotional. Mm-hmm. So not about transforming the heart, but just about filling the mind with knowledge. And so that's, yeah, it's probably one of the things that I see and I'm aware of is that, yeah, I'll read a passage now and I'm like, what's oh, like, you know. Like even on Friday we're reading uh the Luke uh oh, Luke 9 about, you know, the call of Jesus and then <laughs> You right. know, uh, foxes have holes. And I was like, oh, I was talking to Claire and I was like, oh, yeah, this is really like Alicia. Like, Alicia did this. Yeah. And like, Jesus is like a new Alicia. And they're kind of like looking at me like, what's he Yeah, the I head? was
0: up the back going, oh, go with an exclamation mark. That would have been
1: imperative tense <laughs> in Greek. So don't worry, <laughs> right, I was doing <laughs> yeah, it too. And then uh, and, then, and then I was like, oh, look how, like, Luke 10, which we looked at with the settings, hey, look how that connects in here. And Luke's trying to build like these things. And yeah. I was like, yeah, that's where my mind goes is suddenly trying to. Yeah. P- fit these pieces together. Yeah. And so you can kinda of lose the the devotional heart. The presence sort of in the moment of just that passage. Yeah. And yeah. like Yeah, there's a book I've been reading about discernment and she just says that She goes, like, one of the ways to read a story is to try to put like what character am I mm. in this? Mm. And what's God what did God say to that character and what do mm. I need to learn from this? And it's quite a helpful exercise. So we did this it was church consultancy training. They said, "Which Bible character are you right now?" Mm. Right at the time, I said, "I feel like Joseph." Mm. And I was like, "Ah, oh. the time." Which one? I just ah, uh, the first Joseph, okay. Joseph yeah, yeah. one point <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So I was like, "Yeah, I feel like um, yeah, I had a rough <laughs> few years at Regents Park, and then now I was about to start at Drew. I feel like mm. oh, I've kind of, kind of had that tough sort of season mm. now." Mm. Looking forward to something new. Yeah. And some others said, I feel a bit like Abraham I'm on a journey mm. where I don't really know where it's going to mm. go. Kind of, God's called me. And mm. yeah, it was just an interesting way to like, mm. yeah, try to devotionally apply mm. where you are and help. So yeah. I think you need both. It's a good way like to like anchor yourself in, in a text. Bit. It to is, do yeah. That. Like
0: engages your em- empathetic mm. sort of side. That's really cool. Yeah, so, I um, yeah, I love that Ecclesiastes twelve twelve. I wasn't sure which which chapter I was in. Was uh, my son, beware of anything beyond these. Of making many books, there's no end. And much study is wearisome to the flesh. And that one came out at college a few times. Yeah, and I think it's like always a good thing to recognize that mm. um, yeah, like God doesn't actually want us to just incessantly be studying. That there's more to uh, you know, yeah. a, a life than that. So I think that's a as, as amazing as the Bible Project is, and I would, you know, say that mm. uh, the way that they present their stuff, especially in class, well, actually in all their stuff, mm. is very uh, palatable, mm. uh, is very inspiring. And yeah, but it's just always a good thing to know that, uh, you know, as the book of Ecclesiastes sort of suggests, too much of anything can be a bad yeah. thing, even study. <laughs>
1: and I, but I do, like I said that a little bit ingest jest on Sunday but I actually do mean it I think if you're if you're thinking about college yeah oh man save save yourself the thousands of dollars and yes, yeah, just, yeah. Mm. honestly because one, one of the things I've noticed with their podcast and the classroom is that they're not under like a curricula yeah like for Bible colleges here to get funding they have to teach a certain cric- yeah curricula the, s- the Department the of Education
0: s- needs to kind of sign off on it yeah we're here they're like
1: yeah. we do whatever we want yeah. we can teach like the f- the lesson on the origins of the Hebrew Bible, I was like, mm. dude, this would have been fantastic to learn in the first yeah. year. Yeah. But I learned about boring JEDP sources, which is a theory of how the Torah was shaped by different four different authors and sources. Yeah. <laughs> and so we spent weeks on that. Oh, man. Yeah. Not exactly riveting <laughs> stuff. <so. laughs> but, uh, anyway. The, uh, the last no, thing I'm... that I
0: wanted to kind of chat about was The, the Chosen, um, mm. and even like a bit more broadly. Um, and, yeah, it'd be interesting to get both of our takes mm. on this from different views, but I, I personally really enjoyed The Chosen. I'm not a crier. I cried in most episodes of The Chosen. Okay. Now, yeah, I mean, that's that's a bit of a test, but... Yeah. There's definitely, as I mentioned on Sunday, some elements, some characters, some moments which are expanded. I, I personally think that that's fine. Um, I think that there can be some pitfalls to that if you're not careful. It's kind of like what I was saying about the digital and hard copy Bible. Mm. It's it's great
1: to use different things. Just know what the traps are, Mm. you know. I like what you said about the lingering on the digital text. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, What do you think are some of the traps
1: of sort of dramatised Bible, for lack of a better word? Um, I see one of them is that because the texts are quite I guess brief. Like so say you're reading the Gospel of mm. Mark, which is just sort of jumping around and mm. you're like, Oh, what time of day was this when like and so they start to fill in extras and add mm-hmm. things in which yeah. Then you can start to associate that. Like the chosen names Peter's wife. Wasn't mm. that Eden? Eden? Eden. Which no, it's not. We would have had a wife, I imagine. Oh, he did have a wife because yeah, yeah, he had yeah. a mother in law. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely like, had a wife. Yes. Well, I although mean, not she may have died. Yeah, or you know, but yeah, like, that's, but, yeah. but like, anyway, so that's not like historically inaccurate, but yeah. like, just sort of. And so you, then, if that's the only source of engagement with scripture, it can just start to give a yeah. I don't know, maybe a, I say the word warped in not like a bad mm. way, but just, mm. uh, or you just read it and you associate Jesus with yeah. this sort of actor. Yeah. The face of the actor. Yeah. Um, yeah look, that's probably one of them. Uh, it, was, it wasn't it was The Chosen. It's another series. It was on Netflix where, yeah, it took a lot of poetic license. Okay. It. it was the same guys that did the Bible series. I think they did the continuation with Axe. Okay, right. Oh, man, there's a lot of just stuff. Oh, okay. There, yeah, I haven't seen it. but uh, yeah. Felt pretty, like, uncomfortable. It's like, uh, you know, there's like... Yeah, f- padding things out for the sake of narrative but also mm. there's just mm. yeah it I don't know I think that's just one of the pitfalls but say like the Jesus movie man, that thing's been really powerful bringing mm. people to faith mm. and it's look you watch it now it's from the 70s it's pretty cringy some yeah, of yeah, it yeah yeah that's but like think, that's like a word for word yeah word for Luke's gospel yeah and, um, yeah I used to give that one out when I did refugee stuff because it was in like 30 languages or something wow. so I watched it in Persian a few times with some of the guys and some of them got a reaction some of them were just like oh yeah that's nice but, yeah, um, yeah. it was interesting um, in Islam when they do movies I watched one with one guy which was fair enough I like, got him to watch the Jesus and he wanted me to watch a film about Muhammad actually like his face was like bl- blurred out yeah, yeah. They, they put like a blur on it it's like, oh, yeah. interesting I found that very yeah. interesting,
0: how they didn't yeah, want to that's associate... That's in, like, all artwork, like, yeah. all Islamic artwork and stuff. They mm. put a
1: veil over him. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, because you're not supposed to make an image mm, of the... Of yeah. That's a whole is, yeah, that's Islamic no theology. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but it's like interesting. I wonder if you do that with Jesus, because a lot of people associate Jesus with long hair, blue eyes. Mm. Yeah, rather than... Mm. I, I try to I yeah. do it. Google the real-looking Jesus and... Uh, mm. I've mm. done that to a few people. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Shattered there. It looks like some like, Greek guy who works
0: at a like, fish and chip shop yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Is so. yeah.
1: Um, look, that's one. That's probably one. But look, on the whole, I think for our generation yeah, and below, yeah, video is the way to go. That's why the Bible 100%. Project did their videos is because people engage with short little clips. Even our pretty lame attempts at doing yeah. our Halloween series, yeah, yeah. you know, we just... Yeah. Nothing fancy. People are like, oh yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, because that's how people engage now. Little five minute clips. Yeah. People don't read. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pictures. Like. Yeah. Yeah, and mm. we weren't doing anything too flash. No, we no. were just using our lo-fi. Yeah, we were just look, talking into a, the microphone on our yeah. laptop. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. People engage. So yeah. I see, th- I see the real value of it. Yeah, it's just yeah, being aware of that. Mm. Just some of the adding those extra things in can create a perception around that. Mm narrative of jesus or whatever that yeah. wasn't true, but look there's no heresy being towards not mm. an issue yeah and look as john said th- there's not enough books in the world that could fill the stories of jesus Sure. and well the woman caught for stone for an adultery yeah that was to be stoned like yeah there is no serious new testament scholar that says that's original to john yeah it was oral but tradition no which tradition. was added no later on, yeah. no one denies that it happened yeah but like, oh, it's just not like John didn't write that. Yeah, Someone's yeah. put it in because they've liked it. Yeah. So there's heaps of oral stories yeah. of Jesus. Like I mean, ironically,
0: one of the most impactful gospel yeah. stories. Like yeah. I would say, whoever is without sin, cast first stone. Mm. Oh, that's that's, that's something that a lot of secular people. Love yeah. <laughs> about oh, Jesus, they love that idea. You know,
1: it, it's a phenomenal narrative of Jesus' love and compassion, and I believe it happened. And yeah. just John the apostle didn't write it. Yeah, yeah and, so, so, yeah, and well, even Paul, when he's about to leave the church at Ephesus, in Act twenty, he goes as Jesus said, "It's better to give than receive." Yeah, it's nowhere recorded in scripture. So yeah. clearly, yeah. there's all these teachings of Jesus yeah. that were oral that haven't been yeah, passed yeah. down to us. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I think it. that mm. my sort of advice would be similar to Harry Potter. Read the books first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, like read the books first. The the books are better than the movie. The books are better. And yeah, also just appreciating that it is, you know, um, yeah, just being aware. Just being aware when you go into it that it's not a word-for-word word sort of performance. Um, yeah, but look, I think that they're all they're all just tools to supplement, you know, not to replace um, Scripture reading, but to supplement of things that we're already doing in our in our Bible reading.
1: Um, any final thoughts as we sort of, uh, yeah, wrap up today? So I wasn't Tony Reiki but when I was preparing the small group questions. Um, yeah, I was reading how every kind of older generation thinks the newer generations technology is evil so they quoted from the 80s they said oh the the telephone is terrible (laughs) it's kind of destroyed like the landline telephone yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. whereas that 80s generation I grew up and I'd say oh the mobile phone's terrible it doesn't and so Yeah. yeah there's always that perception from older generations that the newer generation it's evil yeah and terrible and so yeah, Ecclesiastes kind of talks about that. You know, the younger and the older generation always mm. have a bit of tension. But um, yeah, I think that's why I found helpful about this. Just that reminder that well, there's a lot of good mm. our phone can be useful. Mm. It's a tool, unlike all yeah. tools, um, has yeah. value and to be used wisely. Yeah, totally. Even so even the landline phone could be used evilly so yeah, you know ma-
0: making all those prank calls oh, no, no, so no, i'm sure you know. i could be more evil than that yeah so good well mitch we are uh, back over to you this mm. week to wrap up our pruning not pruning tending the garden sorry i just went yeah, back right. like two uh yeah. series
1: um our tending the garden series what are you sharing so, to wrap up this series yeah looking at what is kind of the outcome of the whole point of Christianity, so to speak. Mm. What's the point of tending? Mm. And I'm actually going to talk a lot about the tree of life. Mm. Is that, yeah, there's this sort of, um, I, I guess sometimes you can feel a bit detached. It's like, oh, we kind of live this life for God and we just go to heaven. But actually kind of just focus on that. Hey, you know, the reasons why we pursue spiritual disciplines and mm. holiness is that to make us more like Jesus and there's going to be a great outcome at the end of that. And mm. Yeah, new heavens and new earth. So, gotta mm. look at that. So mm. I'm, I'm excited about that. Nice. Tapping into that. So. An, an eschatological yeah. view. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for the
0: chat. No, thank Looking you. forward to Sunday. Yeah. I'll see and, you uh, next week. Yeah. See you guys there. Yeah. <laughs>